How's it going, guys? Past level question, cardio, endocrine, step one, family, internal medicine, 2CK, 57-year-old man, comes in for follow-up appointment, blood pressure, 190 over 100, 20-year history, hypertension, managed hydrochlorothiazide. Two months ago, it was lost off his visit. His blood pressure was only 145 over 90. Funnoscopic examination shows AV nicking, arteriovenous nicking, just a buzzy phrase that means hypertensive retinopathy, a left carotid bruvius heard. What's the following most likely explanation for these findings? Just what the answer is here. Should I say Addison disease, wrong fucking answer, autoimmune destruction of the adrenal gland, of the adrenal cortex, in particular, which is going to cause low aldosterone and low cortisol. That's what you need to know, okay? So Addison disease is both low aldosterone and low cortisol. The low cortisol means you're going to have decreased negative feedback, the hypothalamus, anterior pituitary, CRH goes up, which means POMC precursor to both alpha MSH as well as ACTH goes up. So alpha MSH can cause hyperpigmentation. ACTH is high in an attempt to stimulate the adrenal gland to make more cortisol, which you can. So low cortisol also means low blood pressure because one of cortisol's roles is to upregulate alpha-1 receptors on peripheral arterioles so that norepinephrine and epinephrine combine and cause constriction, so low blood pressure. And also the low aldosterone will cause low blood pressure due to decreased fluid retention. So low aldosterone, you're going to have decreased sodium, high potassium, low pH, low bicarb. And for low aldosterone, also that means that renin would go up to compensate. Wrong fucking answer. Choice B, adrenocortical hyperplasia, wrong fucking answer. So this would give you a scenario where you've got uh, the opposite direction of the arrows. So you'd have high aldosterone, high cortisol. Okay, It's usually a diffuse uh, glomerulosa fasciculata reticularis hyperplasia. It could be one or more of the layers, but they're going to give you high sodium, low potassium, high pH, high biocarb. I should articulate that those classic arrow combinations you should know that about 50% of questions on NBME for both step one and two, your sodium can be normal. That'll trip students up. But your potassium bicarb will still be in the direction you expect. So this is classically not just congenital adrenal hyperplasia, the annoying 17, 21, 11 hydroxylase deficiencies, which I talk about in my high arrows PDF bound means I'll link in the comments below. But this can just be seen autoimmune type disease. Okay, what the, this is this is what's going to go down. They're going to tell you, for instance, that potassium's three, normal range is 3.5 to 5. And you're like, well, that's weird. Maybe that maybe aldosterone's high. But then they tell you that MR slash CT of the abdomen shows no abnormalities. So it means it's not renal artery stenosis because CT, MR, angiography would show an abnormality. It can't be a con syndrome, an aldosterone secreting tumor, because the CT or MR of the abdomen would pick that up. So you're left with adrenal cortical hyperplasia as a possibility. They can mention autoimmune diseases. Okay, that's a, a proclivity, cause proclivity for hyperplasia of the adrenal gland. They can tell you a patient has Hashimoto, history of pernicious anemia, vitiligo. It doesn't matter. I've made YouTube clips on this. Wrong fucking answer. Choice C, constant and wrong fucking answer. So as I just said, an aldosterone screen tumor. You pick this up on CT of the abdomen. You're going to have um, high sodium, low potassium, high pH, high bicarb. That's your classic arrow derangement. So... That's literally all you need to know about that. It's not dramatic. Renin would be suppressed as a result. Wrong fucking answer. Choice D, pheochromocytoma, wrong fucking answer. This is going to be a tumor, benign tumor of the adrenal medulla, which secretes catecholamines, norepinephrine, epinephrine. It's going to present as paroxysmal, which means comes and goes. Paroxysmal hypertension, which can cause palpitations, headache. So they can tell you the patient has blood pressure, uh, goes into the office, has a blood pressure of 120 over 80. And student says, oh, it can't be FIA. Well, it can be because it's paroxysmal, comes and goes, meaning the patient gets stressed 
Okay, so they can sit up on the operating table and the blood pressure shoots up or they go home and then they get a palpitation headache, their blood pressure shoots up. So it comes and goes. So that's norepinephrine, epinephrine secretion. And you need to know that you treat it with phenoxybenzamine, okay, which is an irreversible alpha-1 blocker. It's a long discussion. Don't want to go down a rabbit hole right now, but you don't want to give a beta blocker. You'll kill the patient. Okay, you got to give an alpha-1 blocker. If you uh, give a beta blocker first, catecholamines floating around are going to have nothing to bind to but alpha receptors called unopposed alpha, and you cause constriction of peripheral arterials, kill the patient. Okay, so you got to give an alpha-1 blocker first. Theoprosotoma, part of men's syndromes, okay, the RET gene. Uh, red proto-oncogene, so MEN2A and MEN2B. So both MEN2A and 2B share pheochromocytoma, medullary thyroid carcinoma, MEN2A, parathyroid, hyperplasia, or adenoma, MEN2B, mucosal neuromas, marfanoid body habitus. Wrong fucking answer. Should I see renal arsenosis correct answer? So how do we know this? I'll tell you why. It's a key detail here. It's this right here. So the left carotid brewery. Now you say, I'll ask students, I'm like, what's called, what's like a brewery? And they're like, well, it's like a sound on a vessel when you auscultate it. Okay, but what's causing it? It's physical obstruction or narrow, uh, narrowing due to atherosclerosis almost always. Okay, so the inference you make here is, well, if the patient has atherosclerosis in one vessel, isn't it safe to say that he's going to have atherosclerosis in other vessels, the coronaries, abdominal aorta, popliteals? The renal arteries. Okay, so it's chicken before the egg, egg before the chicken. What's a risk factor for what are the risk factors for atherosclerosis? The high yield ones: diabetes, smoking, hypertension. Well, he's got a twenty year history of hypertension. That's his risk factor for atherosclerosis. So he's had uh, atheromata building up within the the renal arteries for all these years, and then it seems to be over the last few months, last couple months that it's reached a threshold where he's now clinically significant for renal artery stenosis due to accelerated hypertension. Okay, it reached a critical threshold where now the RAS is kicked up significantly and we have an accelerated hypertension. Blood pressure is super high now. So that propensity is very buzzy. If they tell you that a patient's thrown on an ACE inhibitor or an ARB, and gets a surgeon, creatinine, or renin, that's also renal artery stenosis. If they, if they told you instead, rather than like a patient over 50, they give you a woman, classically 20s to 40s, who has a narrowing of the renal artery, that's not renal artery stenosis. That's called fibromuscular dysplasia. Okay, it's not due to atherosclerosis. So this is a tunic, tunica media hyperplasia, despite the name dysplasia. Uh, so FMD in a woman 20s to 40s, atherosclerosis causing renal artery stenosis, generally patients over 50 risk factors such as diabetes, smoking, hypertension. You know the deal. I'm going to make more content if you like my stuff. Subscribe my channel. I appreciate your time. That's it.